for listening to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you. Greg, how's it going today? It's going really, really good. I'm excited about today's show. Um, I'm always excited, but today yeah, yeah. it's just the two of us. It is. We haven't done this for quite some time. And I, I feel like it, it's kind of nice to go back to like the roots right now. The hopefully, roots. We're, we're, <laughs> hopefully we're better than we were when we first started this because <laughs> we talked uh, – what was that? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the podcast uh, uh, Yeah, first episode, second episode, third episode. They're just bad. The early days, the early days, the evolution of DIY for business. I I love, I love having our guests. I mean, we have some fantastic guests, so I enjoy it. I enjoy talking. I learn a lot, but it's kind of nice just the two of us, you know, and chatting it up again. Exactly. Exactly. It's just, uh, you know, got to change things up every once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So you're, you had a great start to the day. I, Today was was an odd one for me. <laughs> really? What's going on? Yeah. So first of all, I uh, I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get up. I gotta I gotta. So I do my other podcast, learning more. Which, man, I should just I, I should have you on that one. That way, we just do this whole cross promote, or just put this one on that one too, and we just change the theme song. But um, <laughs> well, you know where to find me, so that's that'll yeah, exactly. be easy. All right, we're, we'll make that happen. But I, I had a, a guest booked for this morning. And so, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go head over to Starbucks and uh, it's going to be one of those kind of long days of just, I've got a a to-do list that is just, I need to conquer this thing today, right? There's so many different things that that I need to hit. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be that day. So I'm going to get the, not the Vente, but the Trente. They have just this supersized, just bucket of coffee. Uh, that they give to you, right? So I order that online, and then you know, like I get to Starbucks, I get there a little quicker than than I expected. My order's not quite ready yet, so I grab my phone and I'm going to make sure that I'm going to be on time for this. I, I look at it, I'm like, okay, I got 15 minutes before I I need to get on the the link here, and then I was like, let me check my messages, and I see that the the interview was at 9 a.m. Uh-huh. Pacific. Oh no, I see where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the person thought it was basically 9 a.m. Eastern. So they were they were sitting in the room at six o'clock waiting for me. Uh oh, thinking that yeah. it's a technical problem because they can't log in mm-hmm. to our our recording software. Uh but no, the technical problem was I was sleeping. And they had <laughs> the wrong time. <laughs> Drove me crazy. So I had that, right? I'm like, ah. Oh. All right. Okay. Well, at least I got a Starbucks. I go in and I, 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 they've got my order. They say Russ and they just put it up just as I walk in. I'm like, sweet. And I look over and I see the tiniest cup ever. <laughs> what did you want to give an espresso? They, I go, hey, I think you've taken this order to the extreme here. And I show it to her and she's like, oh, that's supposed to be the big one, not the small one. <laughs> so they had to make you a new one? Yeah, so then I had to sit there for a few, but you know, hey, I didn't have a podcast to be late for, so it was yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> hey, I gotta ask you a question because yeah, I've known yeah. you for a long time. I've never asked you this question, and you know, for the longest time, we would go to coffee shops, right? We'd go to Starbucks mm-hmm. or other coffee shops where we used to work, and we would get coffee to go. Now that we're working from home, and I and I, mm-hmm. I'm fascinated mm-hmm. by this question, actually. 
people are still used to getting their Starbucks and bringing it back to the office. But now their office is their house. Well, right. you can make your own coffee in your house. In fact, I'm, I'm holding up my coffee right now. I can make right. it exactly the way I want to make it, right? I don't have mm-hmm. to drive mm-hmm. anywhere to at a coffee shop to pick something up, bring it back. Yet, I still see a ton of people. Now, I get it. If you want to go to a coffee shop for the ambiance, you want to sit out, hang out with your laptop, do some work, read a book, all that kind of stuff. Cool. I love that. But right. people that are going to Starbucks like you did, and you, you know, you're basically going online, right. putting in your order, having it ready for you. You're driving five or ten minutes to get there, five or ten minutes back, just to sit in your house with a Starbucks coffee versus right. and I and I know you got the whole setup of making coffee. I Why do. do people still do this? <laughs> so the only reason I do it. This is why this is for me. I don't know about anybody else. Hot coffee, yes, hundred percent. I'll do that at home. It's the iced coffee that I just can't get right. I don't. I don't know. It's either too watery or there's something. I, I haven't quite perfected the iced coffee. So I'll buy the iced coffee already made and just pour that okay, in with right, some ice right. and there you go. But I, I just – I have not perfected it. I've tried over and over and over again and I just can't do it. And it and, and so I've just basically I've, – I've given up. <laughs> All right. So you give me the iced coffee reason. What, what do you think other people are thinking for the hot coffee? Because I see it all the time. You know, it's either – I would guess it's either habit just this is what they've done you know this is how they get started in their day and so they just keep going with it whether they're you know at home or in the office or it's just a break you know that that was the thing like you know the the difference and when i first started like working from home let, let's let's actually not even that let's talk about lockdown times like that's really the the big difference here okay getting out going somewhere and seeing other people became such a, a benefit you know, like, and totally it's like, true. oh man, I can actually yeah. see somebody like yeah. other than the four walls that I'm going to look at today. When I first started working from home, uh, when I was working out in like the far East Bay of uh, the Bay Area mm-hmm. and, you know, we had just moved out there. We didn't really know too many people. Um, you know, my wife would leave for the day and go to work. I'm working from this house that like I'm by myself. I, I don't see anyone. I don't talk to anyone. Yeah. So out there, I would always go to Starbucks just to get that kind of, I don't know, yeah. just something, just to know that yeah. there's other humans out there. And then for me, I've lived in the same neighborhood for 26 years now. So when I do mm-hmm. run to a Starbucks or a, you know whatever, there's a few different coffee shops I go to, I do run into people that I know around town. So yeah. usually, you know, I'm, I'm getting into some type of conversation with somebody. <laughs> Right. <laughs> when, when I go to a coffee shop. But I, yeah. I mean, I've done so many different business meetings at coffee shops. Right. And totally get that. I, I, I've always been just like, why are people paying $5 for a coffee when you can make it at <laughs> home and get it perfect? I mean, I, yeah. I've got my little, right. you know, I know my mixes. I know exactly how I want it. And I just make it from home. I have the different flavors and creams and all that kind of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe I, maybe I need to look up an ice, ice I got off a tangent. I know we weren't planning on talking about this, but that's uh, since you brought up your Starbucks experience. Well, you know, the other thing that you're, you just made me think of is so I used to do all these business meetings in Starbucks. So I have been like at one point, 
there were so many different Starbucks in the Bay Area that I had been to, right? I felt like, oh my God, I've probably been to almost every Starbucks, <laughs> or at least a Starbucks in every city in, in the, the San Francisco Bay Area as I was you know, traveling around talking to clients and whatnot. Um, what was always like, I always felt like I needed to order something when I would go into the Starbucks, right? Oh, like yeah. just it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm just going to order something. There were times though where I would do multiple meetings in a day. <laughs> And you, you're ordering multiple orders. Oh no. So I'm ordering from, and then I realized, you know what? I am just going to carry the cup. <laughs> so I would buy a large at the first one and just go to the other Starbucks meetings that I would do. So instead oh, of having to order twice, look like you got to yeah. have a prop, like you ordered something from that yeah, Starbucks. Exactly. The Starbucks. <laughs> right. Yeah. I didn't get to the point of where I just filled it with home coffee. I, I didn't do that, but <laughs> well, I'm glad. I mean, you know, you're using their table for your meetings. Yeah, I always you could felt... probably buy something. I mean, that's how exactly. I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. Get a pastry if you're all caffeined up, right? Just, just get something to bite. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, okay. So what I was going to talk about today, Greg, not, not coffee, but we're going to. I totally hijacked this. <laughs> You totally, you totally did, but it was interesting. So I'm going to keep it. But uh, <laughs> what I did want to talk to you about, though, was mistakes made by small business owners. So too many uh, Starbucks meetings. Too many Starbucks meetings is definitely going to be. <laughs> That's got to be number one. Sorry, Starbucks. Unless you sponsor me, we're going to edit. We're going to keep that in. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, that that would be one of the problems, I, I would think. If especially, you know, if they're trying to, uh, uh, if they're trying, <laughs> if they're trying to get uh, uh, financial freedom or to make money, <laughs> to spend uh, all that money uh, trying to do that <laughs> would be difficult. <laughs> all right, we're, we we do have to take a short break here. When we come back, we're going to do that conversation. We're going to talk about the ten mistakes business owners make. I've got the list. Greg doesn't. It's going to be fun to see if you can guess what's on it. We'll be back. Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, a part of the Electric Cast Media Network, uh, Best Business Network. Uh, we're a part of a lot of things here, but really it's all over at electriccast.com. Go check that out. And also Best Business Network check that out or the, the best business network.com I, I always mess that up uh it, we'll put a link so <laughs> you don't mess that up as well uh okay so greg i i did this search because i was thinking like trying to research for shows right and i came across this link it's been a while actually that i came across this i bookmarked it i'm like this is going to be a great show um this is actually it's an older article this article is like 10 years old it's 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 an old CNBC article, but when I read through it, I was like, this is all still so true. So it's really it's still relevant. Yeah. And the interesting thing was, and, and the reason why I, I kind of enjoy this article is because nothing to do with pandemic, nothing to do, you know, with recession yeah. issues or, or good market, bad market, whatever. It's just, these are 10 things, 10 mistakes that are very common for small business owners to make. Okay. And I went through this and I was like, you know what? This has got to be a topic because I bet you Greg and I have a story about each one of these things, how we've Probably. encountered it, either done it ourselves or seen it done. Um, and so, yeah, let's, 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 I was thinking we could play a game and have you guess the list, but instead I'm just going to tell you the list. Let's, let's run through it here. We'll start to, we'll, we'll do like this uh, David Letterman style. We'll start with number 10 here. Number 10. Uh, All right. Number 10. 
uh, from our home office. And I don't know <laughs> what he would say. Uh, okay. Trying to get rich quick. Okay. Is one of the big business mistakes. And yes, uh, I, I have, uh, I have been there. <laughs> well, I think that's kind of the vision is to make, I mean, I don't know. To be honest with you, some people, I mean, a lot of people just get into business, not because to make money necessarily, to just be happy. But for right. the ones that do want to make money, I would I would think that, yeah, most people say, oh, I'm going to do this. It's going to come quick. You know, my idea, my service, whatever, my product is just going to take off. And the yeah. problem that I've seen is people run out of money trying to execute right. the vision, right? <laughs> totally. Yeah, that's that's and, definite. Yeah, and, and, we, and then we, we talked a little bit about our early shows. And one of our early shows, I think I don't, I can't remember whether we actually posted it or not, but we talked about putting together a business plan. Oh, and, right, right. And part of putting together a business plan is going through your financials and like how long can you go without making a sale, or how long can you go to mm -hmm. you know and really uh, timelining those things out financially because. You know, even though you want to get rich quick and you hope you get rich quick, it does take some money to do that most of the time. Yeah. Well, I think it's a little like scratching a lottery ticket, you know, like it, when you look at it, the odds are stacked against you for the most part. Right. If you're just trying to get rich quick and, and you know, you're going to scratch that, you're, you, you're probably not going to win. You know, like I think just just going in and, and like having a plan for sustainability you know, like that's the bigger thing. And that was the mistake right. that, that I, I did make in one business. I, I got in, uh, I, I got into a little business thing with somebody. I won't get into the details of it because that could be a whole podcast, but we started this thing and, uh, set, set the business license up, did the whole deal. And then, um, we're like, man, this is such a great idea. It's going to totally work. It's going to, you know, and all we did was focus or actually we, I mean, we we're, both he and I were totally responsible for like not really thinking about sustainability of the thing. Mm -hmm. um, we launched this thing and it just died, <laughs> like died quickly. And, and it was because we thought only about, Oh, this is a huge money-making deal. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And we didn't really think about marketing as much or, you know, sustainability of the product to how is it going to last? How are we going to introduce this? How are we going to do something better? And I, I just feel like we were trying the, uh, the get rich quick kind of scheme for that. Yeah. And I think didn't work out. Know, for, for, for all the people that are in those shoes right now, you're ready to start a company, um, have a contingency plan, you know, because mm -hmm. I, you know, both of us wish that you do get rich quick. But if you don't have a contingency plan, just in case it doesn't work out as quickly as you think. Yeah. Well, you know, I am, man, I, I am so big on plan A, B, C, you know, D. Like you go yeah. down the list of like, okay, well, what if this doesn't work? I mean, and you, 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 you could think about that in the macro of like your whole business plan for your business, or just think about it about hitting a goal for a month, right? Like if you've got to get, X amount of sales for the month. Let's say you got to get $10,000 in sales for the month. Have a couple of different paths to get there, not just one, you know? And if the first one's failing, figure out, okay, now we got to go to plan B and we got to get, you know, this happening. And then that didn't work. Let's go to plan C. And then while you're on plan C, start 
trying to figure out what plan D is. You know, it's like whether you're in the micro of just looking at a goal for a month or the macro of of looking at your whole business, it's like, got to pay attention to that. And and I think by thinking only about, hey, I'm going to get rich right now, uh, you kind of miss some of that stuff. So I think this for me is more of just the advice on that one is, is more just like, yeah, think about everything, <laughs> not just about, you know, the, the moment. Uh, all right. N- uh, number nine, assuming you have no competition. Well, shoot, that goes with that other story, doesn't it? Um, because we <laughs> launched this business thing and we're like, okay, this, it was a, it was a website idea that we put together. Okay. Okay. So we put out this website and guess what? Like, we had three other large companies put out the same idea <laughs> within now, did like they put out the same weeks. idea at the same time or right after or before you? Before, during, and after. Like we didn't research as much as we should have. Wow. We didn't. I mean, it was a huge mistake. It was just, it was early. This is the dot-com days. This is the 90s, you know, right. when everybody was had an idea and just put it well, out there. Researching was more difficult back then. Totally. But to, yeah. today, to make that mistake, you know how you're saying this, this article was written 10 years ago? Today to make that mistake is really, uh, you know, a crime for yourself, against yourself. Totally. I yeah. mean, there's so yeah. many resources out there to be able to research, like, who is your competition, whether it's a local competition, regional, global. I mean, you need to understand that because uh, going back to the first mistake, you're not going to get rich quick if you've got a ton of competition. Unless you're doing right. something spectacularly different. And revolutionary, you're not going to get rich. It's going to be a grind to, you know, compete. Right. Yeah, totally. And 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 you have to know that. I mean, really, to become an expert in whatever you're doing, like we've talked about being, you know, like knowledgeable in whatever industry, whatever your focus is. Yeah. You got that. That includes knowing the competition. Yeah. Um, hey, I've got a, I've got an ethical question for you. Okay. On this one. All right. Okay. So you've you've got these these uh, your competition. Do you do secret chopper? Yes. Or is is that okay? No, that's, it's a yes. There's no there's no there's no there's no button. Yes, you have to understand where your competitors are coming from, what their competitive advantages are, how you can beat them. I mean, you're not going to beat them in everything, especially if you're brand new and you're coming into the market and you're you know whatever whatever service you're doing or product you're doing, you're probably not going to be number one immediately. And -hmm. you have to kind of pick your battles, right? Where are you going to win at? What areas of the product or service can you win at? And unless you Mm -hmm. secret shop it and you fully understand what they're offering, you won't know where you can win. So So you're going in blind. And I think that's uh, not a wise decision. Where do you draw the line there? Like what's too much? Like you're, you're setting up a, you know, a, a fake website. You're setting, you know, like, what's the line? Is it just calling and getting a quote? And uh, like, what do you, what well, do you do there? I definitely think you should uh, experience what their sales process is. And if it's a product, you know, you should try their product out. Um, right. Like, okay. So here, here's, here's a piece of advice for some, some companies out there or some business owners that are thinking about going into industry. If you're coming from one industry and trying something completely new, what I would do is go and work in that industry first. 
you know, set yourself six months. I don't know. Just just go work in that industry and find out if that industry is really what you want to do. And then by working in industry, obviously you're educating yourself on, you know, what you could do better than the competition. Now, I'm not saying go work for your competition and then leave in six months and go start your own thing to compete. But just go work in the industry to understand it better um, Mm -hmm. if you're not familiar with it yet. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, I'll tie it into the open and make the open, like just pull right into this. If you're going to start a coffee shop, go work at Starbucks <laughs> for six months. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and don't screw up my order. Uh, <laughs> all right. How, how about this one? Being a weak leader. Being a weak leader. So that's an interesting one because obviously, you know, you don't want to be a weak leader, but what is a weak leader? You know, and what and what is a strong leader? That that one <laughs> right. is pretty subjective. Totally, and, yeah. Uh, and and so here's here's a real life example. So I'm interviewing right now for um, a position that I'm hiring some people for, and one of the questions I ask is, "What are you looking for out of me as your leader or manager?" Mm-hmm. And you know, I've Gosh, over the past couple of weeks now, I think I've probably asked that question 25 or more times. And I get a variety of answers. I, I, don't, I can't go mm-hmm. into all of them, right? But it's not all the same. They're, everybody right. has a little twist on what they're looking for out of their leader, out of their manager. So that one's a little, you know, obviously you don't want to be weak. And then we could right. probably do a whole show on what is weak, what is strong as, as a leader. Maybe we should do that. Hey, there uh, we go. That we'll that one probably a good one. <laughs> um, but that was tough. What do you think on that one? This you know, It's funny. I, I chuckled when you said that because it was the same exact thing. Like what is the definition there, right? Because I mean, I, I think if you're – oh, man. You know what? It's, it's almost like be an effective leader. Not that's like, that's really the, the opposite of this. Not, you know, okay. So being a weak leader is, is bad, but you got to be an effective leader. Like, I think you've got to be like decisive. Um, you've got to be, um, a a good communicator, you know, you've got to be, um, you've got to be, uh, actually here, here's the best advice. You, you got to be listening to uh, a deep leadership, uh, (laughs) <laughs> you gotta, leadership, you gotta listen to Starfleet uh, Leadership Academy, you know, like you yeah. gotta research, you gotta learn, you gotta, you know, read books, you gotta like feel like, cause there's going to be situations that, and hey, when I f- was first a, a manager of people, I, I, mm-hmm. I was very weak. It was not great because, you know, as we've said in previous episodes, nobody's trained on this. Nobody, nobody, you know, comes out of the, the womb as, as a leader, you know, like, <laughs> right. you gotta, you gotta learn this and you gotta, it, it's acquired skills as, as you're going. So okay. uh, it's kind of a, an all over the place answer, but that's, that's yeah. kind of my that stream one, of, of uh, thoughts on that one. I, I, I definitely think that our listeners should, uh, and, and viewers, now that we're doing video, uh, are, should probably Tune in for another episode of DIY where we tackle what is a good leader at some point. Yeah, I like that. I like that. We're going to add that to the list for sure. Maybe maybe we'll get one of these other guys on the show to, to yeah. join us. We're going to host there to talk about that. Um, okay, how about this one? Now, this one we have definitely done a show on uh, being all business all the time, like just not walking away from the desk, not 
you know, taking those personal breaks, not paying attention to anything but the business. That is right. a huge mistake. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it takes a personal toll. If you're, if you have a family, obviously that takes a personal toll, you know, on the family. Mm-hmm. I, I would hope <laughs> that they want you to spend a little more time with them unless, unless they're saying, yeah, go <laughs> do, do your business. We don't want you around the house. You know? right. Hopefully that's not the case. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, uh, you know, what's funny about this one when you were, when you were, cause I don't know what you're going to say, right. I don't know what the, right. the top 10 is. When you were saying it and you're saying, you know, the bad, bad uh, mistake is, you know, all business. To me, the first thing I thought of is like when you're in the office and you're talking to employees and stuff like that, you don't, you don't get to know them. Ah, you know what? That's funny because that's the first thing I thought of when I read this too. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, that's and- something about the way we manage that or the way we're, mm-hmm. the two of us are wired because we didn't right. interpret that mistake as just being hundred percent business and you know, 24 seven, we thought of it right. as the relationships. Right. Right. And both of them are mistakes though. Like it's like, you got to pay attention to your personal life and you got to get to know your team as well. So we'll, we'll say that's a twofer. That's a, that's like a, a, uh, (laughs) (laughs) all right. Uh, setting unrealistic goals is another mistake. And I think that's a mistake for both just if, if it's a, a one person company and you're just setting your goals that way uh, that are just completely like you're never going to achieve them, that's a problem. And if you're setting it for uh, team members or other managers, managers of managers, things like that, that's a huge problem too, because it's just demoralizing to, to whoever has to hit these goals that are completely unreasonable. And then you're doing all your planning based on these goals that you're never going to hit. It's just, it's a huge problem. You know what I hate? And hate's a strong word, but I, yeah. I I really do. I really dislike this strongly. I don't like when managers set goals that they know can't be achieved. Right. And But they want, because they think they're going to stretch their managers, they're going to stretch their employees, and they're yeah. going to get a better performance out of them. And I, I, I'm guessing that that kind of, kind of works, right? You'll get maybe a little bit more, but if you're setting goals that are just totally unachievable, like you're saying, you're not motivating at that point, you're demotivating your team. Yeah. And at some point they resent you for the fact that if, especially right. if their compensation is based on reaching this goal and, totally. the, and here's, and here's the other piece of whoever is setting this unrealistic goal. If you're actually budgeting not to reach the goal because you know you're not going to reach the goal, yet you're doing it just to, <laughs> just to get you – know, I don't know, just to get somebody to give you a little bit more, work extra hours to, to reach something that's just unachievable, that's wrong. <laughs> I, totally I don't is. want to be that blunt about it, but I think that's just wrong. Yeah, it totally is. I mean it, no. it's it's a big mistake it, yeah. for, the, the, for the morale of the team, for just like, – You could have I mean, stretch goals. Right. You could have yeah, stretch goals, fine. but you know, right. what, 10%, 20%, little, you know, a little bit more, you know, you growth, right. That's, that's how you're going to get there. So don't, I don't misunderstand what I'm saying is it's okay to have stretch goals, but to do something that's completely unachievable and you know, it's unachievable and you're even budgeting that you're not going to reach it because you know, it's unachievable. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I just can't buy into that. 
Yeah, neither can I. It's it's just <laughs> it's a huge mistake. And the thing is, if you're like, it goes back to like what I was saying about the planning stuff, right? Like, actually math this stuff out. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll do the ten thousand again. Like, have multiple routes to that ten thousand that you're going to make this month. You know, right. don't just have one. And if you can't figure out multiple routes, well, then maybe ten thousand isn't the goal. Maybe it's got to be lower because you can't figure that out. And then over time, figure it out so that you can get to that point. I mean, it just, it's the, the unrealistic goals drive, drive me crazy. It's almost yeah. like um, telling, telling a runner, okay, you got to do the mile in two minutes. What? Right. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah. And that's the other thing, you know, you know, in your mind that it's unrealistic. Well, guess what? Your, your employees do too, right? The people that you're telling the runner, he knows he can't run it in two, two minutes. Like, it's not going to happen. So what does that do for everything else that you say? Oh, well, if this is not true, if this is a stretch, if this is a lie, if this is, you know, him or her, the, the manager messing with me on this, well, what are they doing with everything else? You, you've lost their trust. Totally. You've totally. lost your trust. And that's, I, I think, is a huge mistake, right? If right? Managers, bosses, CEOs, if you lose the trust of your, your team... Ugh, that's that's one of the yeah. worst things you could do. Biggest yeah. mistakes. Yeah, you know, I think delivering on those, you know, promises, right? Like when you when you like promise something, you've you've got to deliver on it, just like you do with clients. Well, it's also the same with goals, right? Like it's a promise in a way. <laughs> you know, it's this it's this promise to yourself that you can actually hit this. When you don't hit it, you're really you're you're lying to yourself and you're lying to your team. Now, the other thing, you know, like that comes along with that is, you know, like admitting that you said something that maybe is not totally true. Um, mm -hmm. I said earlier, Greg, that we're going to go through the top 10. We're only going to do the top five on this show. We're going to save the other five for another show. And I, I just got to be straightforward with you and tell you that. Okay. Well, at least you told me the truth. You're okay with that? <laughs> I, I, I have to be because, you know, I'm your co-host. You surprised me with the 10. So the first five, I, I like the first five. I had a lot to exactly. say. You had a lot to say. So I can't wait to the top five. Oh my gosh. Exactly. And, you know, here's, <laughs> here's the thing, you know, we, um, we uh, did a couple of two parters early on. We haven't done one of those either as well. So this is like, we're going uh, once again, back to our roots. Back to the roots. <laughs> exactly. All right. So we will finish the top five on our next episode. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network and Electrocast Media. The subjects that we cover on the podcast are selected with the goal of helping your business grow. All of the information provided is opinion-based, and you might want to consult a professional to discuss your exact business situation. Greg and I want your company to succeed, and we are happy to take your questions. We would also love to hear your suggestions for future episodes. If there's an area of your business where you need solid advice or help, let us know, and we might be able to build an entire episode around it or hey in this case maybe two <laughs> you can reach out to us by visiting us at diyforbusinesspodcast.com that link is in the podcast description we thank you again for listening and subscribing to diy for business where you are not alone welcome to abracadabra create what you speak the podcast that combines spirituality with creativity 
Hear guests from around the world share their stories and insights on navigating life's challenges through art, music, and creative expression. Connect to yourself, others, and the world through empowering conversations viewed through a spiritual lens. I'm Ilana Zulai, your host, a spiritual mentor, and a sound therapist. Electric Acid. Electric Acid. Hey gang, I'm Nikki LaCroce, host of Who the Fuck, a show that explores the power of human connection and the profound resilience of the human spirit through compassionate conversations that help you better understand yourself so you can live with the sense of peace, purpose, and joy that you deserve. Each episode offers a safe space for guests to share intimate details of their personal journey and lessons learned along the way as we all seek to answer life's most important question. Who the fuck am I? Electric acid. 